0: Welcome back to another episode of Between Sermons, where we are continuing the conversation. And uh, this episode is going to be special. Uh, (laughs) This one one is either going to be our shortest podcast ever or our longest podcast ever. And honestly, I don't even know which side of the coin it's going to fall on because we are wrapping up our series, Walk Through the New Testament. And it's the book of Revelation time. And so I brought in Carlton McCarthy, Pastor Carlton, because I am not qualified for this conversation.
1: Yeah, after this conversation, I may not be qualified to be a pastor. <laughs>
0: so. Yeah, so I guess we should we should put a disclaimer out there yep. first. Of all that that even though you taught a class on New Testament survey and I've taught stuff and Absolutely. researched stuff. Neither of us view ourselves as even remotely qualified to have the conversation we're about to have.
1: Yeah, my new, my new testament survey class on Revelations was just to let them know that the book exists.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like, this is a book in your Bible, it's at the end. Uh, good luck, yeah. So, um, yeah, so we're not qualified for this conversation. We're going to say things that are probably wrong. Um, absolutely, we're going to do it in good faith. Like, so that's, yeah. th- this is to our understanding because we're going to talk about other people's beliefs and, and different systems and different things. But the reality is, the book of Revelation can be an amazing book. Um, yep. I, I don't want people to ever think that I'm advocating for getting rid of the book of Revelation. Like I know, there, have, there have been people over the course of history that are like, we should really just cut Revelation yeah, out. Yeah, no, you can't do I'm that. not one of those guys. Right. I think that there's beauty in it, the the imagery. some There's some just great stuff in Revelation. Yep. I think it's also the most confusing book in the Bible. I think there's also so much imagery. There's so much uh, that's left for interpretation that if you're going to wrongly interpret Scripture, it's probably Revelation.
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: Uh, like, we're going to talk about it in a second, but there's like four primary views of Revelation. Mm-hmm. All four of them can't be right. Right. And yet, like, historically <laughs> and even currently, like, three of three of my favorite Christian YouTubers literally have a different view of Revelation, oh, wow. each one. Uh, but they line up in, like, so much other stuff. But th- when it comes to Revelation, right. each one approaches Revelation completely different than the other.
1: It speaks to the complexity of yeah. the book.
0: And, and so many people will try and say, this is what it means. This is what it is. And I just want to start off by by saying, we don't know, we don't know. Nobody. (laughs) If anybody tries to tell you they know beyond a shadow of a doubt, this is what that means, this is what that represents, this is what that image is, this is the truth, and if anybody doesn't believe what I believe, they're wrong. Yeah, uh, that person is wrong. <laughs> like it's just. I we mean, don't we know. will
1: find out. Y- exactly. We just don't know today. Yeah,
0: yeah. There, <laughs> there will come a time. Yeah. Right. And so, some of the things that we're going to talk about today, even uh, our opinions may change. Right. Mm-hmm. We we may listen back to this podcast in a year or two and be like, "Wow, I really, <laughs> man, I was really confident in that, but man, was yeah. I wrong?" Uh, and so we just, I guess, for those of you listening, just keep an open mind right. uh, as as we approach this. But um, we are, yeah, we're go- we're gonna. This is going to be interesting. Yep. We're going <laughs> to have a good time. I mean,
1: the last time we talked, it was a super long podcast. Yeah. So we a, either get problem, there or yeah. we get to, like, 20 minutes and we have nothing left to say. I think this is
0: the problem of the two of us. Like, <laughs> we have just long conversations yeah, in general. Right. Like, usually, if you come down to my office, it's it's going to be two or three hours. Oh, before yeah, before absolutely. We're, yeah. we're done. Yeah. Like, it just, and I don't know if it's your fault or my fault or our fault. I don't know. It's I can't tell anyone
1: else like that, though. <laughs> so. This is great. We're going
0: to have an awesome time. Uh, I don't want to belabor the point sure. anymore, but – um. Yeah, so we're not experts. Uh, we don't claim to be, yep. uh, but this is a conversation that I think every believer should have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I want people to have a friendly conversation around this. I think if you start arguing over these details or fighting over <coughs> these details, trying to split relationships or split churches over these beliefs, I think it's just foolishness. Right. Just because it is, it is left to interpretation, and there's multiple ways to interpret it. Yep. We're, we've we've chosen, you know, what we think is is the right interpretation. Mm-hmm. We don't know.
1: All right. Absolutely. So
0: we're going to dive into this. I guess uh, my first question for you. So there's a lot of people that uh, are terrified of the book of Revelation. My wife is one of them. Uh, (laughs) We were having a great conversation about it. Uh, I almost wanted to have her on the podcast, but she was like, no. (laughs) Um, But like, so depending on how you grew up, like what, what your church experience was, how strict your parents were like I mean some people have used the book of Revelation as a fear tactic Mm. for their kids and like that's kind of how my my wife grew up was like the book of Revelation like she was terrified of being left behind Right, that like one day she was gonna be out partying and she was gonna come home and her whole family would have been raptured and it's just her <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so like it, it literally like it was it's was, some of it was good for her because like it kept her from doing really bad yeah, stuff because right. in the back of her mind she was always fearful of being right. being left behind so she
1: was being scared out of <laughs> yeah. hell scared out of Into bad Jesus behavior. arms yeah. right
0: <laughs> which is how a lot of people approach yeah. revelation uh, how they approach all of the this subject yep. matter of hell and the future and tribulation and what's that going to look like but for for somebody like my wife that is afraid, because even now she's like, I honestly I don't pay a lot of attention when I read Revelation. I get mm-hmm. through it as fast as I can because it's part of the daily reading. Yep. But what do you say to people that are afraid of Revelation? How do they yeah, I mean,
1: that? well, first of all, don't be afraid of Revelation. Uh, I think the beauty of Revelation is that we know the ending. Okay. and that's something that we have to stick to yeah. as we read through it and the rest of the books of the bible yeah. i mean we have victory in jesus and the end reveals that victory and tells us how it's going to play out and so it's like yeah. you're reading through something that you know has a happy ending yeah. a ending that's for you a ending of victory and that just gives you more yeah. motivation like to really get through it to find out how it's going to play yeah. out what's going to happen yeah. You know, we may not understand the complexities of some of the things that are going to happen. But one thing that is true and remains true in the end is that we have victory in Christ Jesus. And we will be with him in paradise for eternity. And I think that if we hold on to that, all the rest of the stuff is is not that is of no consequence. But compared to the victory that we have in Jesus, it's almost as if it's of no consequence. And so you can get joy in reading through Revelations because you're... You know, you're anticipating this these last two chapters where you see the victory that we have in Jesus, and and I think that that's how people should approach it. Yeah. You know, some of the things, and it could be scary, but those things aren't necessarily for us as believers. What is for us is the victory that we have in the end of it.
0: And and even for the stuff that would be scary for believers, there's this promise that Jesus is with you through it. Oh yeah, absolutely. When it talks about persecution, it's not really talking about persecution any differently than the rest of the Bible talks about persecution. Right. And and the promise is that Jesus is going to be with you. He's going to He's going to bring you through all of yes. that. So like I I love what you said that it, it has a happy ending. It has a happy ending for believers. Yes, not such a happy ending <laughs> for everybody else. And so if, yes. if you're looking at the whole at, lake of fire thing, is yeah, not a, not, a, not not, a not, not exciting. Uh, but if you're looking at the Book of Revelation as uh, as not good news for you, then really the question or the conversation isn't even about the Book of Revelation. The conversation right. is about you and Jesus, right? you need to get right with jesus you need to be in relationship with jesus and uh, allow him to forgive you of all of your sins and all that and so if, if you have the right approach to jesus it is a happy ending like yeah. you don't have to be afraid you don't have to worry right yeah
1: yeah, yeah it, it, it gives you the the fruits of your life yeah yeah you could go yeah. down one path and it tells you where you'll end up and you, or you yeah. can go down another path yeah. and it tells you where you're going to end yeah. up and you know the path of going through Christ is such a beautiful path for you to take it's it's yeah. it's one where he's lifting burdens off of you and giving you peace yeah. but it's also one that we have to understand is that you know Jesus is not necessarily removing suffering from us but he's helping yeah. us get through yeah, yeah. the sufferings of life Yep. and of persecution and of the trials that we go through as Christians to the victory that he has for us.
0: Cuz that's where we're putting our trust in in Jesus to say, okay, the the trials, the tribulations, the persecution, the mm-hmm. suffering that I experience, uh I'm trusting Jesus in that that a, uh he's he's with me in all of this. Right. B, he's not giving me something that that I can't handle. Mm-hmm. And C, there may have been some stuff that he knew I couldn't handle that he kept me from.
1: Right, right. Right,
0: like the, just because you're going through suffering doesn't mean it couldn't have been worse. Right, right? absolutely. And, and right. so just our trust in Jesus is just saying, hey, I trust this is all going to work out. Mm. It, it's, I love what Pastor Jerry said on Sunday that he's a, he's a pan trip. Like it's all going to pan <laughs> yeah, it's out. All pan out. <laughs> yeah, it's just all going to pan out. Like I think that that is probably mm-hmm. the healthiest view of the book of Revelation. That sure. Jesus has got this. Like he's, he's the winner. He's, he's the one on the the white horse yeah. coming in you know, with victory as a crown. Like, he he is Jesus. Yeah, it doesn't say in conclusion. <laughs> yeah. And then the <laughs> yeah. Jesus
1: that is described by John, and I don't know if you wanted to get into this, is so much different from the Jesus that we know at we read about. Yeah. He's not the manger yeah. baby Jesus. Uh, I mean, this Jesus is fierce. Yeah. And you yeah. know he's got a two-edged sword coming out of his mouth. He's got fire yeah. in his eyes. Yeah, I don't, he's I don't know if this would be offensive, but like, uh, I
0: love. There's a pastor that says, you know, the Book of Revelation is not sissy Jesus. Yeah, I right? <laughs> <laughs> like, don't, don't mean to offend anybody, but but like I love that. Like yeah. this is this is a very like this is powerful. This is this is the lion.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Lion
0: and line the lamb, yeah. And great, he's on but, my
1: side, yeah. and I'm <laughs> on his side. Like, I want to be on that yeah. side of yeah. Jesus. You know, I like that Jesus. Yeah. That's the warrior yeah. Jesus that's yeah. fighting for me in my life and for my eternity, who's with me, yep. who's helping me get through persecution, who's helping me get through trials and yep. suffering, totally who's here random. to save me.
0: It's the best moment in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it's, it's that yeah. it's when Gandalf when Gan- the Grey the, the white. Wrong, yes, and it's like, Dude, he, Tolkien was like, let me write some revelation. Yes, in here. Like, they was, couldn't recognize was, them. He has to tell straight, them who they are. Yeah, He's like, yes, they did tell up, me. Get, they did Jesus call me. Returning, off like, the return. Yeah. I love it. It's beautiful. Absolutely. Yep. How did we get to Lord of the Rings?
1: I don't know, little, man. And then he comes from. on the east, on the hill, <laughs> with the light. Know. Man okay anyways so much sorry imagery. all
0: right anyways uh we're fans of imagery yeah, apparently but right. in movie form more than the book of <laughs> yes. revelation okay so uh secondary question with that um so a lot of people are afraid of the book of revelation mm-hmm. that leads to others or maybe the same people or maybe for totally different reasons people that avoid the book like mm-hmm. it's like i'm gonna read 65 books of the bible the 66th book yeah. i'm just gonna leave that
1: there Jew becomes the most popular book of the Bible, right? Yeah, like, and it ends, yeah. <laughs> right.
0: So, what do you what do you say to people that are avo- avoiding this?
1: Yeah, so I, I I really think that we should not be avoiding this. One thing we just talked about is it gives us a new revelation of who Jesus yeah. is. I mean, every time we read Scripture, Jesus is revealed to us more yeah, and yeah. more. And the Jesus that's in Revelations, that's for us and for uh, that, and that's on our side, it's a beautiful Jesus that we need to get to know. We need to know who he is and how he affects us in our lives. You know, Pastor Jerry talked about so many worship lyrics have come out of the book of Revelations, and there's so many promises to the churches, the seven churches that Jesus is writing to through John uh, that apply to us. Uh, You know, we get worship and praise. We get a a warrior Jesus. You know, we we get a revelation of who Christ is and what the promises he has for us, and it really builds a new relationship with him. And I I can't imagine going through life, fighting the battles that I fight in hardships, afflictions, or anything without understanding who that Jesus is. And that's encouraging for me to read Revelations because I I get a new revelation of who Jesus is.
0: Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. So don't avoid it. Like there's complications in it. There's imagery. There's some scary stuff. There's some stuff you're not going to understand, you know, but don't avoid it because there is something good in it. Right. And it's one of those, uh, the Bible is alive and active, right? That's what we always say. So you may read through Revelation this year and not, not really understand 90% of what you're reading. <laughs> right. You may read it next year, and all of a sudden, it's only 80% that you don't understand, right? Like, you can have better understanding the more you read it, the more you study it, so don't avoid it.
1: Right, and this is one thing, you know, the Holy Spirit also is speaking yeah. through us and to us as we read yeah. through the Scriptures. It, it could be one thing that jumps out at us in, yeah. in Revelation. We could read all 22 chapters, and it could be one verse that the Holy Spirit just plants in our hearts and in our minds that we need to live on this day. And it could be different next year or the next 10 years for us because the Bible is a living word. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we have to read with the mindset that the Holy Spirit is going to speak to us through his word. And we may not understand everything, but I think God gives us something that we can hold on to for yeah. our life.
0: Yeah, I love it. Um, the reality is people are going to read Revelation and there's going to be some confusing things. What do you do with the confusion?
1: Oh man, uh, you wh- what does it say? What's the saying? You chew the meat and spit out the bone, or something <laughs> yeah, to yeah, that effect. Yeah. I don't know if that applies <laughs> here, though. But the the things that you don't know, I mean, you could do some research. There's a lot of scholars and theologians and people that'll tell you all different kinds of things. There's yep. a lot of you You'll know. You get at least four different interpretations. Inter- of yeah, at least confusion. four different interpretations of it. Um, for the things that we don't know about, we just rely on the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and you know it's not to put all the work or the you know the importance on the holy spirit in, the, in a moment but or the burden i guess i should say yeah. on the holy spirit but i say, holy spirit if you need me to understand what this means yeah. what this symbol means what this yep. you know this passage is then you'll reveal it to me in yep. a way that you want me to receive it yep. because you know there is a right answer um as far as what ex- exactly what it is that god knows and yep. then there's something that's part of the interpretation that he wants me to receive yep. And I think I lean on that for the things mm-hmm. that I don't know that's in the revelation. I ask the Holy Spirit, reveal to me what you want me to know about this thing. Yeah, uh, It helps to get, you know, historical background and scholarly evidence and, yeah. you know, theology and all that stuff. But that could be more confusing. Yeah. And sometimes I think, you know, uh, if we're in touch with the Holy Spirit, he can speak to our hearts and say, OK, you may not understand some of these things, but yeah. of the things you don't understand, this is what I want you to know about it. Yeah. And so we really need to rely on the Holy Spirit speaking to us. No,
0: I love that because there's a reality that um, the more I studied into the viewpoints of Revelation, the more <clears throat> confused I got. Absolutely. Because it's like I would read one guy's writing. I'm like, man, he's making a really yeah, strong argument. makes sense, he's, right? He's totally <laughs> yeah. right. I, get, I see it now. And then I read an opposing argument and yeah. I'd be like. I see it now. This guy's making great arguments. Right, right. Yeah. At the end of I mean, the day, I had like, a I strong
1: position about something in Revelation up until this morning <laughs> when I spoke to you. And in like a, less than You're a like, paragraph, a it kind of like changed my whole theory on it. Like I was so strong in what I believed about something. It was like, yeah. wait a minute, that makes sense. Yeah,
0: I can totally tear down anybody's ideas. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't know what you should believe, but. <laughs> right. Anyways, uh, yeah, I, I think the, the the whole confusion thing, I would just add. Um, That's why taking notes when you study the Bible is great. Mm -hmm. Like have a little journal, have a notepad, write down your questions, right? Because you want to come back to those things. Uh, And then the second thing I always encourage people, pick up a study Bible. Yeah. I love, so, so much of the imagery in Revelation is actually quoted from the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. It's Isaiah, it's Daniel, uh, it's Daniel yep. right? There, there, it's some of the Psalms. Like, there's so much that is, like, when it talks about the lampstands, okay, mm-hmm. find out where it first talked about lampstands oh, yeah. in a prophetic mm-hmm. way. And so, like, all of those images are used somewhere at the bowls, are used somewhere at the trumpets, are right. used somewhere. Like, none of it is just exclusive to Revelation. Mm-hmm. But if we're not reading the entire Bible, we miss out on some of that stuff. Right, and So. Right a great study Bible will give you like the references. It's like, OK, in Revelation three here, when it says this, he's quoting Daniel. So then you can flip back to Daniel and read it in that original context. Because right, right. that's that's the the challenge of of reading John's writing today. Like John was a Jewish man writing to a Jewish audience that had yep. a Jewish understanding of, of the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. We don't have that 2000 years later. And so right, there's things right. that he'll say that we're confused by but his original audience would be like they I, pick up I one totally it right away I, I see exactly right. what you're saying absolutely yep. uh, especially because like the jewish thought process was very image-based mm-hmm. and so there's just a different learning style today and so yeah absolutely we, we have to do a little bit more and that's led- why we yeah.
1: can't do a verse a day keeps the devil away we have to read the bible <laughs> right. in, in yeah. its entirety yeah. so we can really understand what's happening
0: yep so yeah all right so if you're <clears> afraid go for it. You know, don't, don't be afraid. Remember Jesus is the winner. Right. Uh, it's and good we news, right? It's good news <laughs> yeah. for all of us that are saved. Yep. Uh, and so if you're still afraid of that, get saved. Um, <laughs> yes, that's the answer. <laughs> that's soul's approach, right? My yeah. wife's approach was like, I'm just going to give my life to Jesus. Right, right, I Don't have right. to be afraid of the rapture. Uh, if you are avoiding it, stop, you know, it is, there is good meat here. Um, yeah. for everybody, if you're confused, study research, and yep. rely on the Holy Spirit. To, yep. to Allow the to Holy that. Spirit
1: to speak to you. Absolutely.
0: Right. That was the easy stuff.
1: Oh, man. You ready for the hard <laughs> stuff? Done.
0: No, man. Come on. You ready for the hard stuff? Let's do it. All right. Carlton McCarthy. When was the book of Revelation written?
1: Oh, the book of Revelation of Revelation was written uh, about 90 AD, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Between the late 80s of AD to uh, mid-80s. 90s AD Mm -hmm. I'm trying to go back to my survey days to figure that out so John was a really old man
0: yeah so it's a little bit of a trick question in the sense that there's two opposing views
1: oh no what's the opposing view? So the
0: opposing views are did John write Revelation before the fall of Jerusalem or after so if he wrote it before so this is why it becomes an issue and this is why it becomes important to, to have a stance on when it was written because if it's written before the fall of Jerusalem, then it's written somewhere between 67 and 69 uh, AD, because Jerusalem falls in 70. Uh, and so okay. if John writes before the fall of Jerusalem, then you can interpret a lot of revelation as the fall of Jerusalem is coming. So the, the future end times things that he's yeah, talking about- that
1: would be really early though.
0: Were like two years later, right? So, so a lot of people will say, okay, it makes reading revelation a little bit easier because you can then say, okay, six, six, six is Nero. Cause if you sure. write out the Nero Caesar, Nero, Nero Caesar, whatever it's six, 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 um, or six, one, six, if you use it in the Greek or, mm-hmm. or whatever, and it's, yeah, I'll, we can get into some crazy yeah. details about all that. But most people have your stance of it's written somewhere in the nineties, uh, maybe even as late as like 96. I've seen a few people that say like, even like one ten. I think that's just a little. Yes, yeah, so he, he would. John would be extremely old. old. Um. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So like late 80s, mm. early 90s, early to mid 90s. That's that's kind of the the standard view based on the the writings and stuff. But, sure. Uh. And and where he was in life, <clears throat> and where he's writing, and all that. So the timeline makes way more sense mm. there. But then the Book of Revelation becomes all future uh, issues. So you can't blame Nero. As the Antichrist, you can't use what, what was the emperor after Nero, Domitian. De- uh, Domitian, yeah. Uh, um, you can't call him the prophet because, like, if you have the the pre-Jerusalem fall, then Nero is the Antichrist, yeah, and Domitian is the prophet that's that's promoting the Antichrist afterwards.
1: Yeah, but if you study these guys, it almost even makes sense because Domitian he called himself Lord and God. Yeah. He even takes the term the Lord's Day. Yeah. Yeah. And uses it for himself yeah. that they need to worship him yeah. on this day and they called it the Lord's Day in yeah. worship of it's, him it's my day yeah. yeah and so if you think about you know the t- kind of person that he was uh, I- I've read that he would uh, look to a raven to predict the future mm-hmm. and it's like man there's so many parallels of this bad guy and revelation yeah. you know he wanted people to worship him on the Lord's Day and John mentions that in chapter one talking about Jesus and what the real Lord's day is and you know the book of Revelation is well I think it's a futuristic book predicting yep. the future and Domitian he really thought that he had the ability to predict the future yep and so it, it's it's a lot of parallels there that could give you some pause yeah. to think that hey this guy probably was the Antichrist at the yep. time
0: and and I could I could listen to and we'll, we'll get into this term in a minute some preterist teaching. Uh, that will point to the early writing of um, of the Book of Revelation, and show you Nero and show you uh, Demetria and and all of that, and you will walk away 100% convinced. Absolutely, yeah. This is this is this is accurate. This is it's obviously written at this time. Then you can take somebody that has a futurist view and they'll they'll talk about why we believe that it was written around 90 AD mm-hmm. uh, and and they'll lay out the evidence for that the historical evidence the timeline the style the all of that the language all of it and you'll walk away going I'm convinced.
1: Right, right, right. And and a lot of the issue is that you know the first part of revelation John is writing to seven churches. Right. And in that, he's correcting their character. He's getting them right with God. He's saying, God is, you know, Jesus is outside knocking, trying to come in. And it's like, what is he getting them ready for? He's getting them ready for the eternity that's to come because of what they're going through, the persecution that they're under currently. And so you could think like, oh, well, then that's accurate to the time. Yeah. Yeah. And you could say that, you know, there's never
0: been greater persecution than that first century church. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. Christians being dipped in oil and used as torches.
1: Absolutely. Yep.
0: Being mauled in the Colosseum. Being crucified, being crucified on the crucified.
1: road next to each other. Yeah. I mean, suffering. Yeah. Ins-
0: insanity. Like crazy yeah. level of persecution. So you could a- a- absolutely look at Revelation and be like, hey, that was that was prophesying Rome. Right. And what Rome was going to do mm-hmm. to Christians for 100 years or so. Right. And you'd be like, yeah, it makes sense.
1: But if you know history, there's a lot of, you know, you know, the play it comes and the Middle Ages. And yeah. then you have Hitler and the Holocaust yeah. and you have World War I, World War Two. Like you, there's so many things that you so can point to. So many events in history
0: that you'd be like, it, this is it. Yeah. This is the end times. Yeah. yeah. So what do you do with all that?
1: <laughs> you wait for Jesus. <laughs> you, just, you
0: focus on Jesus. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, like you, you, you take it all and you say, OK, well, first of all, we got to look at time because the, you know, time is completely different what we think is near or soon or happening now we could be off by thousands of years we could not be off by thousands of years and it could be around the corner and and what we say what we believe is around the corner um and so we we can't focus on trying to predict the future because we don't know yeah. You know, as far as a, a timeline of the future, yeah. what we have to do is get our our, our hearts right with God yeah, yeah. so that we can be ready for when he does return, that we can be a part of that victory celebration. Yep. We can get caught up and, you know, spend eternity with Jesus.
0: Yeah. One of, one of my favorite things that I've heard about the book of Revelation is that we, we don't read Revelation as a puzzle book. It's a mm. picture book. Yep. Right. So it's, it's giving us a picture of Jesus. It's giving you a picture of what the church is going to go through and, and what these end times things are going to look like. It's not supposed to be a puzzle book that we sit down and try and figure out all the pieces. And if, and if you could just interpret Revelation the right way, then you could know when the end times are coming right. and you could know who December this 12th about. of every year right right, right. like so <laughs> random story I, I think i shared this at our sermon planning uh when i was uh, living in mexico i helped uh move our, our pastor's uh, office yeah uh and so i got to box up all of his books and he's an american guy uh in in mexico so like a lot of his books were in english which i'm like this is awesome i'm getting yeah. like a glimpse into his knowledge and and like i'm writing down like i should totally buy that book i should check that one out <laughs> Um, and so I'm putting all these books in. I reach up and I pull off a book from the shelf, and it says 88 Reasons Why Jesus is Returning in 1988. <laughs> And, and I'm sitting there, and this is probably like 2005, and I'm sitting there going, well, that <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> and I'm laughing, and like I, I brought some people over to laugh at the book with me, and just we just had a great time of how ridiculous this is. Put it in the box, and I kid you not, reach up on the shelf. The next book I pull off is 89 Reasons Why Jesus is Returning in 1989, same author. I'm like, how do you get away with writing the same right, book? Right, right. And saying, "Whoop! I was wrong. I was off by a year. But here's one more reason. So why now did I'm we now like right. start
1: over now where we had 23 oh reasons? Man, <laughs> next year we'll at 24 reasons. I don't even
0: know. Where yeah, start from scratch. Right. It's one reason why he's coming back in 2001. Yeah. I don't. I don't know, man. But
1: our, our brains work like that. It works yeah. to solve a problem, <sighs> to put together a yes. puzzle. I
0: love puzzles. I yeah, love Yeah, absolutely.
1: Solving. You know, we watch detective shows and all kinds of things. You know, it's a mystery um, to be solved. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> But you know i think jesus wants our minds to be transformed to look at it like a picture book okay yeah. let let me read exactly what jesus is trying to tell me yeah, yeah. through the imagery of revelation and not try to put a puzzle together because yeah. he warned us that we're not going to know <laughs> and he says you know only yes. the father knows yes. so carlson stop. yeah and just look at me through this book
0: yeah i love that when when, when somebody is like mm. hey I figured it out. You know, the Mayan calendar ends at this point. And so that's what does the Mayan calendar have yeah. to do with <laughs> You're calling Jesus
1: a liar is so, what you're doing. Yes,
0: exactly. And I just want to just read for them that scripture where Jesus says no one's going to know. Right. Right. It's like a thief in the night. Like, right. Absolutely. This, this is right. not something you can prepare for right. in that sense. Right. Like and, and so, yeah, we, we can get into a lot of that. But mm. so let me let's let's talk about the thing that we are the least qualified to talk about. Um, And that is uh, the four major viewpoints of the book of Revelation. Mm -hmm. So uh, and I'm going to even butcher some of these titles because I'm just this is not my thing. (laughs) All right. So you got the the preterist view, Mm -hmm. uh, which uh, essentially is all of the things in Revelation have already happened. Uh, Mm -hmm. And you got full preterism and you got partial preterism full, I would argue, along with pretty much all of Christianity. That full preterism is heresy right. uh, because it, it basically says there is no second coming of, of Jesus and, you know, we're already in the new heaven and the new earth. Yeah. And it just takes some things to such an extreme level where it's like, but now you're n- disqualifying most of scripture. Yeah. Uh, and it
1: gives me no hope.
0: And there's no hope. Yeah, right. and there's no hope for, for any of it. Yeah. Right. But partial preterism is basically, hey, all of these major events already happen. This is where you have that uh, pre Jerusalem fall view of yep. when it was written. Uh, you've got this okay it's already been fulfilled in Nero he was the Antichrist you don't have to be looking for an Antichrist because it already happened right um, but there's still it's partially fulfilled so there's still another judgment day coming so there's
1: we're in return yeah
0: I don't know maybe this is the thousand-year reign I think the Predator's view would also and this I'm so out of my element mm-hmm. Uh, would also be that, you know, the thousand year reign is uh, metaphorical, like not a literal thousand years. It's just because like, we're at 2000 years. Now. We're at 2000 now. It's <laughs> so like it's gone on for a little while. Uh, so you kind of have to adjust. Yeah. Um, so that's Preterist view. Mm. Uh, what's another uh, major view? Um, I-
1: idealist.
0: Idealist. Yeah, yeah. Which that's a that's an interesting one uh, mm. because it essentially it, it makes it so that um, everything in revelation is symbolic
1: hmm.
0: none of you you're not supposed to be looking for who is this person who including is that including the most simple things yeah the, right. the everything literally everything is these are ideas this is symbology it's a spirit that you're looking for the antichrist isn't a person it's a spirit it's you know a way of people operating and you know these bowls hmm. they they're not like these aren't right. real moments that are going to happen these are just concepts or ideas and so uh, that would basically mean you know, a lot of the, the prophecy and revelation is stuff that just repeatedly happens over time, and which makes a lot of sense when you talk about war and rumors of war and famine and yeah. stuff. It's like, well, that's been happening for 2,000 years. right? And they'd be like, see, told you. Uh, and so there's...
1: Yeah, it kind of makes me want to throw out the book then.
0: Yeah, it's a little... Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, not all, as, it's almost
1: hopeless. Not, <laughs> not as
0: fun. I think there's still possibly some application. Sure. But, you yeah. know, it's not my favorite way to view yeah. it either. But there are some guys that I respect that hold that viewpoint. Same with Preterists. There's some that I respect that have that viewpoint. But,
1: you know, the Bible is the infallible Word of God, and it's living. So a lot of things can apply to what we're going through today, and I think that's what makes Bible reading so interesting and so much fun is that I can pull Scripture that was written to a church. Yep in corinth or anywhere it's yeah. talking about a singular a- a moment yeah but there's still application there's application to yeah. where i am in my life yep. now 100 um and so that that certainly could happen with some of the things in the yeah. revelation but along with that i do think that it's pointing to something else
0: yeah all right so third view not a very popular view uh and actually so far what we've looked at um I think Preterist would probably be the the most popular of the ones we looked at. Mm -hmm. The one that's most popular we will save to the last. But number three would be the Historicist Mm -hmm. view, which is uh, it's actually one that I'm still trying to wrap my head around. But it's this idea that you basically take the book of Revelation, you lay it on top of a timeline uh, with whatever time you're living in is the end. uh, And then you kind of back up and fill in all the historic events to match all the prophetic Mm -hmm. moments. And so, like, that's where you could say. Uh, so this was really popular during the Reformation. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And it's funny because it was popular on both sides of the Reformation. So you had the reformists that were looking at the Pope as the Antichrist. And it's like, we've got to break away because he's taken the church. Yes. The Pope is the Antichrist. And they made strong argument for why that was the case. Uh, and then the Catholics would look at the reformists and be like, no, Martin Luther is the Antichrist. Yes. He's trying to pull <laughs> us away uh, from, from the Pope and from the, the, the Holy Scriptures. And like both sides are looking at it. The problem with the historic view and the reason why it's not popular today is time continues to move forward. You
1: always have to move that timeline <laughs> yeah. back. and So
0: that thing is always adjusting. Yeah. So whereas the Preterist says all of this happened on a set time, it doesn't matter how much time we get away from that moment, it, right. it always happened in that moment. And
1: the argument is that that, that moment is a range of time. Right. It's not like a day, an hour, a, yeah. a, a minute. It's, yeah. it's a range of time. And so if you can argue that you could be living in a range of time, which is right. that set time. Yep. But once that range of time is over, because yep. how many ranges of time have we had for yeah. it to be the end time? It's yep. always moving. It's always going back,
0: especially the moment you define the time. It's 100 years. Well, what happens in 105 years?
1: Exactly. Y- right. You have to
0: adjust right. or, you know, that's why you have to write a second book. Eighty nine reasons <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like time moves yes. on and obviously you were wrong. And right. So uh, not a popular uh, viewpoint uh, and it falls apart basically as time goes on. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 interesting because there's there's probably people today that are looking at things and going now is what it's talking about. Two thousand twenty three is the end. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And so then they just back up and they backfill all of the relevant
1: yeah. data. Israel and Hamas have been fighting for a long time, for a very long time. This isn't the first time. Yeah. Probably it's not going to be the last time. Sadly. So this may not be necessarily <laughs> the end times right.
0: In that sense. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. And then the, probably the most popular view, probably the view that I think if, if you pushed either of us, mm-hmm. we would say, I think this is my view. Yep. Um, I'm open to, you know, a change of mind at some point, yeah. but it's kind of what I was raised up in. It's what I saw the most. So it's mm-hmm. probably part of my, you know, uh, bias towards it is probably just
1: Western Christianity, Western, Western Christianity, yeah.
0: uh, being a part of a Pentecostal church yep. as a child mm-hmm. just a totally charismatic church now, you know, it may totally be that influence, sure. but it's the futurist view. Mm-hmm. And so it's the idea that the book of Revelation, uh, and it's really, there's a breaking point in Revelation where, where John says, you know, and now I'm having this vision of future things. Right. We take that literally. Right. So it's like everything up until that moment was present day. It was, right. he's addressing churches in that moment. Mm-hmm. But then he, because what's the, the verse that says, you know, I'm writing about things that are, uh, things mm-hmm. that are will be, and things that are, things that were, things that are, and things that will be. Mm-hmm. Uh, butchering scripture, which yeah. is awesome for a pastor to do. <laughs> okay. uh, I don't have my Bible in front of <laughs> me, people. Anyways, uh, it's this idea that all of this is prophecy for future events. Mm. Things are going to happen. That's that. That'd be your viewpoint.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. And I and I think that you brought it up that there's a transition um, <clears throat> for what John is preparing those churches yeah. for in the moments, in their character, and what Jesus wants for them, uh, and and through him to to mm. them. Yeah you know, John makes a shift, and I do believe that it's the future, and, um, you know, define future, Brent. You know, for John, the future was coming very soon, and yeah. for us, it's like, okay, John, we're 2,000, John, years, 2000 later. years later. John, 2,000 years
0: later, you still not right?
1: Right, so the future is always ahead of us yeah. um, until the events actually happen, yeah. and I, I really believe that because, you know, to say that they are they have happened or that we're in the midst of it you know kind of yeah. leaves some room for some things that the bible says or that revelation says should happen that yeah. we're probably not seeing just yet um so I, I i do believe that it is the future when in the future i have no idea yeah. um but when i read it yeah. at least for me and my interpretation and what i feel like the holy spirit is speaking to me it's not. It hasn't happened in the past. It's not currently happening, and I do believe that it is in the future.
0: And and I would say your your answer there of when in the future I have no idea, is the only acceptable answer to that question. Because mm-hmm. yeah. anybody else that says I know, when in the future, I, I lose all credibility Absolutely, for yeah. that person. Like yeah. it just because Jesus says no one's going to know. And the, right. the issue is we talked about it a little bit ago. You're viewing the Book of Revelation as a puzzle book, and you're trying to. Take the numbers right. and, and do the math and 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 figure out these. Okay, this world event means this, and this world event means that. Um, and that's part of the danger of the futurist view. Mm-hmm. You know, I can I can be honest about our our struggles with it too. Uh, is that we try and figure it out. And so every time there's a there's a war, it's like oh this is it. Right. This is it. Right. Every time there's a famine in the news, it's like oh th- this is it. This is the one. There's a natural disaster. There's a tornado. There's an earthquake. There's a fire. There's a flood. Uh, the futurist is, is trying to point at that and say, here's proof yeah. of what we're going through. And the the reality is for 2,000 years, there have been wars, there have been famines. Yes. Uh, for the next 2,000 years, there's probably going to be wars and <laughs> yes. famines and, and all kinds of yeah, stuff. Yeah,
1: and I think the problem is that we tend to idolize the symbols or yeah. the events. Yeah. And what Jesus yeah. wants, he, he tells yeah. us that we're not going to know so yeah. that we can just follow him. And if we follow him, then we're fine, we're yeah. set. We're, we have comfort in the hope yeah. that he's given us yeah. in being with him for all of eternity. Yeah. And that should be our focus. But we tend to put him and what he said on the shelf yeah. and follow the events. We follow politics and we figure society it out. and yeah. countries and nations and people that are in power. And we wanna yeah. try to figure it out. And the devil does a very good job of you know transferring our focus Onto what's going to be the end times or when is yeah. the end times coming. Yep. And Jesus says, No, I gave you revelation so you can have hope in me. Yep. Now, once you have that hope, now it's time for you to just follow me.
0: Yep. Yep. Okay. So we can get into all kinds of other stuff, but I think we've, 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 Covered this sufficiently, but okay. like we could get into pre-mill, post-mill, a-mill. We get into pre-trib, post-trib, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so, f- for those that don't understand, you know, there's a there's a, a millennium. There's a thousand-year reign. Mm-hmm. Are we in that thousand years? Are we out of that thousand years? Are we waiting for that thousand years? Is that thousand years a uh, metaphor, and it's really yep. all time? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib. You know, is there's a a seven-year tribulation that's coming does jesus save the church and the christians before during or after the tribulation and honestly it's one of those things that everybody will argue their their stance their interpretation of scripture right for me it's not worth it
1: right because i can tell you to go look at scripture (laughs) but how you read scripture how i read scripture could be completely different and it goes
0: back to that when did john write it If he wrote (laughs) it before Jerusalem fell, then hey, we're post. Right. like It's already it already happened. Right. So. So, yeah, I think that there's just I don't know. There's a lot that that could be said there, but I think it's just going to distract us uh, more than anything else. But uh, I feel like we have to address this idea. um, And it's anytime Israel is in the news, Mm -hmm. it sparks people's interest in end times. And uh, their interest in the Book of Revelation. Why is that? What What does Israel have to do with this conversation?
1: Well, I- Israel's God chosen people, and you know, it. I'm going to say it predicts that you know the whole world's going to come against I- Israel, and mm-hmm. we're seeing you know protest on other sides yep. of the border like we haven't seen before, yep. and it's kind of like, okay, is this the prerequisite for the whole world coming against God's? people. Yeah. And so that kind of like, you know, put our antennas up and says, okay, wow, is this the start of the end times? Yeah. You know, are we going to see, you know, the wars happening yeah. towards Israel? And is Jesus going to come back during that time at the battle of Armageddon? Yeah, And it's something that we, you know, kind of are interested in because, you know, it's a, it's a call for us to not only pay attention to what's happening in the world, but to look at our yeah. own selves and our own lives and say, okay, well, where, where am I with my relationship with yeah. God? But studying where Israel is at any moment in history and in time and in the present, you know, yeah. kind of raises people's antennas. Of yeah. okay, is this the start of yeah. the end times? And
0: rightfully so, because so much of the prophetic um, imagery and conversation in mm-hmm. Revelation is about the nation of Israel and what's going to happen to the nation of Israel. Right. But if you have a um, a viewpoint of the later writing of Revelation, mm-hmm. so you're not looking at the fall of Jerusalem as um, as the catalyst for all of this. Yeah. Uh, that means that between John's writing of it and 1940, uh, whatever it was when, when yeah,
1: 48 or so. 48, yep. I think. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, where Israel becomes a nation, it can't be fulfilled within that. Time Absolutely. Right. Because you can't have a nation that isn't in existence. If that's not an established right? nation. Yeah. yeah. So from 1948 until now, you can actually have the conversation mm-hmm. of, okay, now it could be because now Israel is a nation. What do you say to people that are like, but uh, Israel's not God's chosen people anymore? He was their chosen people, but now the Christians are the chosen people.
1: Okay, so you got grafted into the tree. Uh-huh. What changed the tree?
0: Beautiful. Thank you.
1: I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Maybe yeah. you can help me answer that question. Like, <laughs> I know I got grafted in. <laughs> yeah. and like, I'm a part yeah. of God's chosen yeah. people, but the, the the structure of the tree still stands. Yeah. And we look at it and say, well, you know, a lot of you know Jewish people don't believe in Jesus being the Messiah. Well, you, you can read through the entire Old Testament, and most of the time they've turned their back on God, yeah. and there's so many prophecies and speeches and yep. stories of God trying to get his people back and them going through persecution yeah. and being in exile and yeah. just that whole battle. Like, th- this isn't new for his yeah. people, and the Gentiles being grafted into yeah. the tree— doesn't change the structure of the tree.
0: Paul at the end of Acts says, "You know, you didn't listen, so now we're preaching it to the Gentiles." Yep, absolutely. God's adding them, and and the imagery in throughout the Bible, uh, throughout the New Testament, is Gentiles are being grafted into the tree. Mm-hmm. We're not a new tree, at, right? right? We're grafted right, into an right. existing tree, mm-hmm. or it uses the language of adoption into the family god right. didn't start a new family right. right he he's not the deadbeat dad that's like <laughs> you know kick <laughs> right. those kids out i'm gonna get a new wife right, and a new right. No, the foundation like, of the
1: family still stands yeah it's
0: still the yeah. family and so for anybody that says well the the nation of israel is not god's chosen people anymore i i, I have, would have a really hard time looking at scripture and coming to that conclusion right, right. Uh, because of the language of being grafted in uh and adopted into the family that means that it exists the the thing is there the thing was israel we're being added to it. Right. Um, So, yeah, I I think some people like to take a a, a pretty heavy stance against Israel right now. And I I understand some of it um, from a from a humanitarian standpoint. I can't even get into the politics of that. I've been in Israel. I've hung out with uh, IDF soldiers and and talked to them. And man, the, the reality of when everybody around you just wants you dead, (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah like i'm sorry but the the con- this is probably gonna get us canceled uh but <laughs> the conversation of palestine uh you know wanting land no they want the eradication of jewish right
1: people. yeah they've had an opportunity to have a state yeah so yep.
0: how, how do you negotiate with a group that says okay our only condition is you have to die right yeah there's no good faith negotiation right. there. And so, yeah, like I said, we're probably gonna get canceled over this. People are like, I can't believe Pastor said that. But, eh, you know, we do things. It's, yeah. it's all right. We love people.
1: Yeah, all but people. who's the God that we serve, right? Exactly. So his people are his people. We can't change that no matter what our position is or yeah. what we believe or what we us. say. It's, yeah. it's totally not yeah. up to us.
0: And it doesn't even mean that his people don't do really bad things. Oh, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. If you read the you know? Bible, my goodness. His people do, look, his Christians... Yeah, his Christian I mean, there's followers. There's
1: many times that they don't worship him. He yeah. tells them to do one thing, and they do the other thing.
0: Yeah.
1: In order for the for their culture not to be tainted, yeah. for their religion and faith in him not to well, be how tainted. Many, how
0: many of the New Testament letters were written because non-Jewish pe- Christians were acting stupid?
1: Oh, you're right. <laughs> right? Absolutely. <laughs> like, so, right. like, it's
0: not even just an Israel thing. It's it's a it's right. A people. Yeah, we, we can examine
1: ourselves, yeah. right, yeah. and find the same things, the yeah. same problems and and, and issues.
0: So why do you think revelation matters uh, today? What, what's the, you know, as we kind of land this plane a little bit. Like yeah, revelation I mean, it matters because.
1: Yeah, revelation matters because the, our time here on, on Earth has an uh, end. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I think that's why it matters the most, because with the understanding that our time here on Earth is it, it, going to come to an end, it lets us, you know, really examine, OK, what's going to happen to me? You know, am, am, am I right with Jesus? Do I have a, a, a relationship with Christ enough to be on the, the better side of that ending? Yeah. You know, am I going to join with Jesus in the victory that he has over the enemy? And I think it kind of puts my life in perspective. Like, yeah, yeah. we're not just living in oblivion. You know, we're not just going to die and just go off into the ether, into nothing. Uh, there's a destination for us and revelations kind of points that out that hey, you know this time time is going to end and then there's a destination There's the a destination that's left and a destination. That's right Yeah, and I want to go to the destination. That's right And so yeah. from knowing that revelation gives me a hope and gives me a victory Yeah, I want to f- now focus my whole life on making sure that my relationship okay. with Jesus is is right
0: yeah, I mean, the Bible says, you know, I, I present to you two choices, life and death. Mm. Choose life. Like, he, right. he even tells you which one to pick. Simple. Like, just, right. just in case you're not sure <laughs> right. which one is the good one, right. pick this one. Right. Uh, and so, really, yeah, that, that's what it's all about. Choosing Jesus, yeah. following him. I mean, he
1: gives us such a vivid ending. He's going to yeah. separate us yeah. like sheep and goat and yeah. being thrown in the lake of fire. And yeah, You know, he, he tells us exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. And I want to be caught up with him. Yeah. I want to spend eternity in paradise yep. worshiping him and serving him.
0: And and regardless of how you interpret what hell is or what hell is like, the reality is it's not where you want to go.
1: Yeah, right. So, Whatever you think hell is, it's separation yeah, right. from God and yep. that's not it's where not, I want to be. Not a good thing. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, so I know my stance when it comes to people that want to argue over all the stuff we talked about. Like if a preterist comes in and is like, You're wrong, <laughs> and here's why you're wrong, and they just want to create this argument. I, my stand, I don't engage uh, right. just because part of me is like I don't care because it, because it for me and I'll, I'll give my, my answer and then I want to hear, hear, hear you. If the book of Revelation is talking about things that already happen if it's talking about things that are going to happen tomorrow or it's going to or it's talking about things that are going to happen in a thousand years, my job today doesn't change. Mm-hmm. My, my responsibility is to follow Jesus and tell others about him. And so if, if the fall of right. Jerusalem is what John was prophesying, cool. I still follow Jesus, invite others to do the same, and, and that's it. That's my right. job. Right. Uh, if, it's, if the end times are tomorrow, if tomorrow I wake up and it's the rapture, it <laughs> right. doesn't change right. what I do today. Absolutely. If I've got a whole lifetime that I'm going to live and I'm going to die an old man uh, and the hmm. end still isn't going to come, it doesn't change what I'm supposed to do today. Right, right. So I just don't engage. Right. What about you?
1: Yeah, I like to engage. <laughs> it could be a flaw, but I usually come down to what does that mean to your salvation today? Yeah. Okay, let's lay out what you believe. All right, we, we can talk through that. You can prove it to me through yeah. scripture and history and yeah. theology and blah, blah, blah. What does that mean for your salvation? Yeah, yeah. Right? What does that mean for what happened on the cross? Yeah. Right? Where do you stand with your relationship with Jesus Christ? Because that is that what that's what matters. Jesus didn't tell us to go and interpret revelation. He told us to go and make disciples of all nations. And so I can agree with you on that. Then we really don't have anything else to talk about. I just want to make sure your salvation is straight and that you're right with God and you have a a, a good, strong uh, relationship with him and with the father. And so, once we've got that, I really believe that the Holy Spirit does a lot of the other work that I don't need to do. Yeah, he, he opens people's hearts and minds and gives revelation and gives interpretation of Scripture that's fitting for your life. I think we get into a lot of arguments with people where we just need to be discipling them towards Jesus. Yeah. And we're doing work that Jesus is saying, hey, I've sent the Holy Spirit to kind of do yep. this work for me. Yep. I just need you to be the catalyst to allow someone to see Jesus in you and to introduce them to who I am. Yep. And then the Holy Spirit will start revealing things to them, yep. whether it's theology or you know history or interpretation of revelation or not. And the Holy Spirit can say, I don't want you to be concerned with it. I yep. just want you to be concerned with your relationship with Jesus. Yeah, I love
0: so, it. I think that's healthy. Yeah." Yeah, I'm, I am, I'm always curious of what you believe and why, but, man, I, I can fellowship with people that have different interpretations yeah. of Scripture. As long as we match up, we align on the absolutes. It's something we just talked in our uh, Discipleship Essentials course at Life University. We, we talked about uh, what are the absolutes of the faith, the heaven and hell issues. These are the things right. that, like, there is no leeway. There's no, well, you have your opinion, I have my opinion. No, 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 this, yeah. this is what Scripture says. Like, Jesus is Lord. He died, like, for, our he died yep. for our sins. He died for our sins. He was born of a virgin. Like, these are things that... We, we can't get away from, the, the triune God, the Trinity. like right. the, These Absolutely. are absolutes, yeah. these are heaven and hell issues, uh, the Bible being the inspired word of God. Okay, right. like if you break away from those things and say, well, the Bible, you know, isn't really useful today, sorry, you're we're, yeah. you're out. Like right. we, we have to align on mm. some things, but there's a lot of stuff that people will try and kind of tack on, and I think that's inappropriate. Like I right. think interpretation of scripture uh, outside of the absolutes, So when it comes Mm -hmm. to the book of Revelation, outside of Jesus as Lord, I don't think there's anything in Revelation that becomes an absolute. Right. Um, And so you can Mm -hmm. have different interpretation. We can still have fellowship.
1: And then we have to understand that the devil likes to use that to tear us apart from each other. He likes to take our focus off of the absolutes of Jesus being Lord onto these other things like post-trip, pre-trip, mid-trip.
0: He wants us to focus on that. I mean, families are getting ripped apart because there's an argument over <laughs> pre and post. Like, right. That's just dumb. Like, come on. Absolutely people. right. Yeah. yeah. But
1: if Jesus is both our Lord's, yeah. then we can high five our way to heaven yeah. all the way. There you go. You and so the, it. the believers. I like yeah, it. absolutely.
0: I like it. All right. The last thing PJ yeah. m- talked about uh on Sunday, I loved. It was it was really what do we do with Revelation? Like, this is this picture book, mm. confusing stuff, scary yeah. stuff, <laughs> all of this. But what I love is that he brought it back to it is giving us a picture of Jesus with the instruction to come to him, right? Come to Jesus, repent, come to Jesus. Bring others in relation with him. And so come Lord Jesus. Right. Exactly. (laughs) And then just the the number of times when worship is talked about or the language is about how amazing God is and, Mm. and the worshipfulness. And so I think that we can we can take revelation and be reminded to Invite others into relationship with Jesus. First of all, check on our own relationship with Jesus. Yeah, uh-huh. Have we come to him? Are right. we in relationship with right. him? And then who are we bringing with? Because right. I, I think the worst thing that a Christian can do is just keep the information to themselves. Right? Like, you're saved, and now you're not going to tell anybody about it? Right. Like, you're just going to let them <laughs> right. go to hell? Like, what's wrong with you? Right, right. Um, and so I think the, the 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 duty of a Christian is to tell others the good news. Right? Yeah. And, and in that, we worship God.
1: Yeah. And our encouragement is we get our wonderful revelation of who Jesus is in Revelations. Like the imagery of the Jesus that's in Revelations is so encouraging for me to go out and to tell people who he is. Because it's like, okay, I'm not I love baby Jesus in the manger, but I love the warrior Jesus on the horse with the sword and fire in his eyes. I I love that Jesus. And that's so encouraging for me to try to get souls to him. Yeah. And then with that, I get to learn and understand how to worship him with with some of the way that uh, revelation is written, the verses that just give him worship. Yep. It's just so beautiful to me. And, and I love those two aspects of revelation. If there's anything that I get out of it is that I get a fresh revelation of who Jesus is and i learn how to worship him.
0: I love it. That's that's what we do with the
1: book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Awesome.
0: All right. We finished. We got through it. We probably offended everybody that listened uh, that has a different viewpoint as us. (laughs) Probably going to get nasty emails talking about how wrong you are, and you don't even understand the preterist view. Why were you even trying to discuss it? It's okay. As long as they get laid to Jesus,
1: I I could care less about what their ideas are. We
0: said at the beginning. I'll say it again. We are not qualified for this conversation. (laughs) We're just two guys that love the Bible and love Jesus. Yeah. Isn't it funny that like people are like, why don't you love studying revelation? You're a Bible guy. You love the Bible. Like I'm always talking about studying the Bible. I'm like, yeah, but those things like I can, I can, I can suss out the the history of it and the application for it today. Yes. And I can put those pieces together and it's beautiful and it helps me in life. And then I get to the book of revelation. And I'm like, I oh, don't know, man, there's, <laughs> there's too many, there's too many opinions out there. There's too many viewpoints right. that all make sense. Like right. I, I've, talk to the preterist, and i'm like you are making a lot of sense right now <laughs> right. uh talk to futurists and i'm like sure totally that's mm-hmm. that's my stance too uh but man everything in between i'm like i you could yeah. i don't know if that makes me fickle or if that makes me you know a leaf no, getting blown right. in the wind yeah. uh but but it reality. makes us
1: human who are we to understand god and and what he has for us yeah. and for his creation yeah it's not up to us. It's not up to us for us to know and to know when. And
0: hey, may- maybe one day the Holy Spirit's going to be like, "Here's the Book of Revelation," and I'm going to yeah. have I'm going to preach on it for like a year, <laughs> and it's going to be great. You uh, think so? <laughs> no, probably not. But anything <laughs> could happen. You never know. The Holy Spirit may speak, and I, I do. Uh, I think I, I have walked away from the study for this conversation and the sermon and everything with a greater appreciation for Revelation. I think you and I have joked about yeah. the fact that I'm I was one of those where I was just like, eh. <laughs> i'll read this right. i'll read the other 65 I've, I've read revelation a couple of times i get the gist uh yep. i'm gonna study the other stuff yeah i think i've got a greater appreciation for yeah. it after series and hopefully our audience feels the same way
1: yeah you believe in jesus is all going to pan out
0: <laughs> i am a pan uh pan-trib, pan trib pan millennium pan theology yeah it's all gonna work out right. it's all gonna pan out in the end yep That's it. Sweet. All right. Next week, I promise this conversation will be way less um, (laughs) ambiguous, uh, controversial, uh, because next week we're going to be talking about uh, parenting and uh, it's going to be great, more uh, practical stuff. And uh, then we go into a finance series.
1: Awesome. Let's do it. I like finance. Good conversations. We can skip over over over
0: parenting. So hope (laughs) skip over. You're a parent.
1: (laughs) You have a child. (laughs) His name is written
0: on your arm. It it is. He's 30. <laughs> 30. Well, I mean, he is
1: he's 14 he's going 14, on, 30. One on
0: 30. He is a full grown man. Yeah. Anyways, we're going to talk about that. And then finance It's going to be great. So hopefully you will join us here at Between Sermons.